Hello. Hello. Okay, great. You can start. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you very much. <laughs> Ready? Well, hello, good morning, good afternoon, good evening, and good night to everyone listening in. This is Plan Y Podcast. My name is Taryn. And my name is Hannah. And how are we doing today, Hannah? Very well. How are you? I'm wonderful, thank you. Thank you, everyone, for coming back. The fact that you're here again means that we obviously weren't that bad the first time. Today, we're going to have a few topics we want to talk about. First, for those who are new to this podcast, Hannah, do you want to let us know what this podcast is and what it's about? Yes, because I think it hasn't been clear so far what this podcast is about. And if you are still wondering what this podcast is about, let me tell you, we actually have no clue. So (laughs) it is kind of an experiment and we're just going to see what's happening along the way. Yeah, we have a lot of different ideas and I think we're just going to create something that is us. So yeah, we will see about it. But I don't know how you think about it, but I think we can be quite serious sometimes. Of course. It's rare, but... I'm a very serious person. (laughs) (laughs) Well, it's rare, but we can still be serious. And we definitely want to talk about things that are really important to us and that we think people should know about. I think both of us have have like kind of topics that we want to talk about that we think are quite serious or important to us. Including these today, actually. There's one topic I think coming up that obviously it has to be looked at whilst that is the truth while we are trying to avoid um the conversations that everyone is absolutely sick of hearing of right now we don't plan on talking about anything to do with covid or brexit so we want to keep it lighthearted. this is for the people out there who want to just have a bit of fun but also we hope um thinking that you've learned something from us which mm. will include as well a different kind of categories maybe this podcast will also even help you to escape your routine or reality whatever you need that it will happen to you and that we kind of be able to entertain you at the same time at least we try to yes let's not set the standards too high we're trying we're doing our best. <laughs> well guys no matter what you want us to do or what you want to be this podcast about name it we be it i cut my limit at porn and <laughs> um, this is not a porn podcast <laughs> Well, actually, if you put it like this, just what I said, it sounds like a little bit of a notebook quote, but you wouldn't know that because you never watched it. <laughs> no, I haven't. I never watched it. <laughs> it's unbelievable. I even think that we talked about it last time. But yeah, we want you guys just to enjoy this podcast and just like enjoy the moment, even if that means that we need to meditate with you, because I'm pretty sure that Taryn can do that. So fun facts, since talking about it. Um, we tried it at my... <laughs> care home today for the first time for the first time Uh, yeah for the first time and I I actually taught meditation um and for those who don't know me like I'm the last person who should be teaching (laughs) oh my god you tried it for the first time and you were actually teaching it as well (laughs) well you know what What if you're gonna do something jump right in and so we talked and it's obviously all about breath um (laughs) the only thing is we're doing it in the middle of a care home and there's people walking in and out and I'm just like everyone's close your eyes focus on your breathing everything's fine <laughs> and as I'm doing the fire alarm goes off as it's a test fire alarm what like, come on baby yeah, decided to do it is test. just literally the universe pointing at you and saying to you this is actually your life <laughs> just hey stop that <laughs> you shouldn't be doing de- <laughs> um, this is so funny 
but it was quite nice. It was um, and the residents enjoyed it. And I, <laughs> the fire alarm thought, when it was finally over. <laughs> yeah, yeah, like, I can just imagine that someone's just watched, looked into the room, and gone. <laughs> this <laughs> Yeah. So yeah, we did meditation today. So we try and celebrate different days, and today we celebrated Chinese New Year. And I looked out a way of that we could do something that was slightly related to China, because meditation supposedly has part of its origins in China. Although meditation actually comes from all different parts of the world, it can be traced to I think five hundred, no five thousand years BC. But yeah. Um, we did meditation today before we moved on. We also made lanterns. I'll put it up on the Instagram where we decorated well today. Yeah, I by feel the like way, we I'm have an Instagram account. Just no one knows about it right now. Hannah, what is it? The same name that on our podcast name, Plan Y. And why is it called that? Well, that is a good question that I actually wanted to ask you because I think that you're better in explaining it. But like, I just want to say as well that we are not going to talk just about us. We are also going to talk in this podcast probably with people, people that we met along the way while we were traveling because traveling is actually a big part of us. So traveling will be like a massive part of this podcast as well. Yes. And we aren't talking to different kind of people that we met along the way that are really exploring, maybe even doing funny challenges with them. And <laughs> yeah, um, you will even probably think in some episode, are they out of their minds? And we are. Yeah, well, we and are. And if wrong, you haven't even recognized that in the first episode, we can just ask you or say to you, shame is on you, not on us, because you should have figured out that already. <laughs> So, yeah, I'm really looking forward to this and also doing that with Taryn because we met actually two years ago. But we met in Cambodia and we were with a group of inspiring people that I really adored and was so much fun. And I'm really looking forward to doing this. And I think now is the right time for you to explain Plan Y. It's a good way on pointing the question to you again, right? <laughs> I like how I asked you a question and you were like, no, 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 no. <laughs> Through you, you. Are... <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm a pro. <laughs> if this doesn't work out, there's a great career in politics for you coming. <laughs> um, so, so we would call Plan Y because everyone's had their Plan A, and when that goes wrong, we've had a Plan B, and then we've had a Plan C and D. We've run out of all other options, and so this is it. Yeah. So pretty much, we <laughs> fucked up Plan A to X, and so we. Oh, at Plan Y, which leads See, me that to... that was a much better explanation. Yeah. <laughs> well, short, all right? Which leads me to that we actually shouldn't swear on this podcast, and I already did it twice, and I thought that you would be the first one, but apparently it's me. <laughs> yeah, fuck you. <laughs> we'll talk firstly about, I think a great one to start on is travel, and why not start where it began? Great. Cambodia. So... Hannah, what a country. How long were you in Cambodia for? Why were you there? And give me first thoughts on your time there and what you thought about it. Okay, so basically, I, I flew in from Vietnam, Ho Chi Minh, or Saigon, to Phnom Penh. And I might have just stayed there for like one night because I went directly to Sam Reap and Angkor Wat, which is actually so inspiring. It is, I think it was originally constructed as a Hindu temple, but it is now a Buddhist complex and it was just like so inspiring I went there for the sunrise and it's like something that I never seen before like do you know when you basically can remember 
something that you experience as if it was like a movie we're playing again again and again I still can picture like how I was at Anchorbot and the sun was rising and I saw the sun rays shining through, through like, the temple yeah, yeah I mean you went there as well I'm not sure if you made it to sunrise because I barely think you did because you're not a sunrise person what's <laughs> even more insulting is I think I was there for sunrise with you um, no, you did I'm not. You weren't. One. I was there before because we met. Uh, how can you not know that? I'm offended. I we feel met like after I definitely and... have a picture of me there with you. And that is not possible because we never went right. there together. I'm gonna find it. If we, anyone listening <laughs> in, I'm gonna find that. a picture and oh, I'm gonna geez. put it on our Instagram. And if yeah, okay. if you're not, okay. if I don't have one, I'm gonna Photoshop you in, and no one's ever gonna know. <laughs> You definitely need to Photoshop me in because I was there by myself. It was my first stop in Cambodia. <laughs> but, yeah, oh, fair that. enough. Okay, yeah, you definitely were without us then. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to keep. But good luck with Photoshopping. I hope you can do it. Otherwise, I'm really working forward to see the result. Oh, yeah. Oh, it's coming. Don't you worry. Don't you worry about that. <laughs> um, but for those who don't know, Angkor Wat, it's actually from the 12th century and it was started off as a Hindu temple and is now a buddhist temple so it's the only i believe religious site in the world well to share religions it's also the largest religious structure in the world i, I think it makes up 400 acres something like that its name literally means city of temples that's how big it is and lots of people just see anchor what as this sort of postcard image, the one on the Cambodian flag, once again, the only building to be on a country flag in the world. But it's not. It's actually made of, I can't remember how many temples, but it took 35 years to build. I think it was like 300,000 laborers and 6,000 elephants or something mad like that. <laughs> I love elephants. Like, I'm obsessed with them. And also, I'm not sure if I said that before, but did you know that elephants see us the way we see puppies when i found out it was like literally the happiest day of my life like and thinks of me that i'm a like a puppy makes me just so happy <laughs> that's fine until they want to pet you well that's amazing <laughs> i would love that but actually it is not just anchor what that is in siam Reap, which is like a city there's obviously as well other different temples so you can actually do a temple tour and just run out a tuk-tuk and drive along to the different temples and another temple that is quite famous as well from the Lara Croft or Tomb Raider games is the I hope I pronounce it correctly Taprom Taprom temple and it's just like also so impressive I I don't even know if I knew that it was the Tomb Raider temple when I was there but someone told me that it was recorded there and it was so amazing. And the reason why I actually remember it, that it was a Tomb Raider temple is because I saw a bunch of baby kittens there. <laughs> I love that you've gone to this incredible old temple. <laughs> it's made from sandstone built by thousands of people <laughs> for years. And like, oh my God, I saw a kitten. <laughs> this is the most crazy day of my life. <laughs> honestly they were actually so cute and this made the temple even more special i mean i was breathtaking <laughs> just like the yeah, word, temples are right. they were baby temples kittens are right. have you got kittens though <laughs> <laughs> but if you go there i hope you find baby kittens as well um, i would literally uh, love to go back to as well because i just spent like 10 days in cambodia and for what actually happened in cambodia like we spent like a week together or so and mm. it was intense it was intense 
Hannah tried to kill me. What? Um, we'll come back to that in a oh, second. No, but no, before no, we do, no, no. But before we move on, I just want to say, whilst we're talking about Anchor Watt, uh, one of the greatest moments in Anchor Watt, there was a bloke who I knew, and this is one of those amazing stories that happens only when you travel. There was a bloke at my university who I hadn't spoken to for a few years, but we'd always got on well before. And we ended up meeting randomly at the same place where Hannah and I met in Cambodia. And all he talks about was Angkor Wat. <laughs> Angkor Wat, Angkor Wat, Angkor Wat. And he wanted to go to the main temple. He was an archaeology student. It's all he talks about for so long. Anyway, he got there slightly late and we went as a group. Uh, I can't remember why he was late. And he never got to see the actual Angkor Wat temple. Why? Because we were doing a group tour and he missed the first bit where we went and watched it at sunrise. Oh, shit. And, and so he just never saw it. I still don't believe to this day he's seen it. Wow. But back to I... my story. Hannah tried to kill me. Uh, it is Sorry, not Hannah, so true at all. So before meeting Hannah, I had ridden a... You had a great time. Across Vietnam. <laughs> I, had a, yeah, I had a wonderful time. I rode a bike... A motorbike. Without from... having a driving license, can we please add that as well? No, no, we can absolutely not add that. <laughs> that is not a thing. I, of course, I had a driving <laughs> license somewhere. And <laughs> illegal. One in the lottery in Poland or what? I had legally ridden across Vietnam from Ho Chi Minh to. I'm saying it wrong. Why can't I speak today? I had legally. Oh. God damn it. Like, I'd legally. <laughs> Can we please leave that in? Because it's very entertaining to me. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Let's try this again. I had ridden my motorbike from north to south Vietnam for over three weeks with friends. Had never had one single crash. Thumbs up I'm for Hannah. <laughs> I, everything had been going well until this point. Hannah gets on the back of my motorbike and I crashed three times in one day. Oh, right. Coincidence? So, this is I think so... Not wrong explain so first of all we met okay. in um a water podcast which was really fun in arcadia it was unreal because we were like a massive group of people that just got along so i i even remember the first main topic that we talked about so we <laughs> actually met on a sunset boat cruise that was mm. organized by the hostel it was uh, one of our group members birthday so we partied the whole night together and we just got along it was a group of 10 amazing people from all over the world mainly england um Woo. and yeah we just got along so well and then we kind of decided to travel together so we for example went together to campot yeah it was yeah that's correct because i have the i bought the campot pepper because i went through a pepper farm with our friend diana from canada and no one else wanted to join because they were all too lazy and we went to salt fields and the pepper farm but before that we went actually to Corong Salon, which is an island where we had a lot of fun, but more. Of oh my that gosh, later. yes. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, we also happened to drive into the mountains to visit a waterfall with motorbikes. So I promised Taryn to be on his bike and he drove without having a driving license. And why then are you he was bringing like, this up? Because it's <laughs> true. You got your driving license this year. So. Congratulations, by the Jokes way. Jokes on you. you. I haven't got it yet. Oh, really? I thought you had. Well, no, I've been having a huge bump. Oh, okay. Maybe when we publish it, you will have it. So, congratulations. <laughs> thank you. I still won't, but thank you. <laughs> Carry on. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> so, we were driving 
And we were planning on going to this waterfall and I was on the back and we were talking about things that random things that happened in our life. So you, for example, were talking about all of these balls that you put into. Careful how you into... finish this sentence. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know where this is going, but I'm very concerned. Like this ball bot thing where children go into to play and you bought all of these balls to put in your. Oh, my ball pit, my room ball pit. Okay. And you were talking about things like that. And I think the first accident was actually when I was like pointing at our friend Stephen. Then you drove into them and Joe was driving. The second accident was actually when we were driving up the hill. And for some reason, you just didn't watch the street. Yeah, that was bad. And the third crash, well, we actually almost died, was when I think someone said, so at the temple, we need to drive to the right. And then there was like kind of a Buddha statue. And I was like, oh, is that the thing where you need to drive to the right? And you were like, I don't know, apparently. And you were just driving and kind of <laughs> screaming at Diana and Marker, like, oh, you need to go there. And then you were looking at the street and we were driving into this metal chain and we were both landing on the ground the scooter was lying on us the petrol was running over my feet i lost my show and the thing that we did we stopped laughing and then you know that i was all right yeah that was honestly one of the most terrifying so like you said and um, we were going along going up this hill there's this giant what 50 foot Buddha in front of us and I'm shouting to the other guys because I think they're going the wrong way and not looking forward and I think you just shouted something before and I literally look in front to see this giant giant like not one of those not like a small metal chain like a full size large metal spike chain and <laughs> um, between two rock pillars and we just smash through it and basically the bike flips over we're on the side and then there's a moment where i genuinely thought like maybe hannah had died uh, and i'm just in shock and then hannah just starts laughing and it's i think probably one of the most relieved feelings i've ever felt in my entire <laughs> life it was extremely intense yeah and the funny thing was that diana and marco turned around because diana saw that we crashed and then we lost the rest of the group. But the funny thing was that the rest of the group went up the hill to visit the Buddha statue, but we didn't know. So we drove further and we didn't actually know where to go. So we just kept on driving and then we didn't end up visiting the waterfall because we couldn't find it. But we ended up visiting um, these abandoned houses and it was yeah. so much fun. I even have still that video of the one house that you climbed on the top of. Maybe we might publish it on our Instagram account at some point as well. It was just like so fun. We had actually a really, really great day. It was we had so much fun, the four of us. Um, Taryn tried to kill himself by sitting on the edge of like a cliff, but obviously he's still alive. And the rest actually ended up visiting kind of an abandoned waterfall because it was dried out. <laughs> yeah. So um also to go back to your point about abandoned buildings. For those who don't know too much about Cambodia, Cambodia in the 1970s, specifically 1975 to 1979, under the regime of the Khmer Rouge led by Pol Pot, they massacred about 2 million of the country's own people, which is disgusting and even more disgusting when you realize that's actually one third of Cambodia's entire population 
at that time. And this is in a country that had done really well in the 1950s and 60s. Lots of people were buying second homes there. It was a culture and art hub, um, and it had quite a thriving tourism industry as well. Uh, lots of people were either executed as enemies of the state. Some died from starvation, or disease and being overworked. So throughout the 1960s, the Khmer Rouge operated as a armed wing of the Communist Party. And they decided that they wanted to take anyone who was educated and either kill them off as an enemy of the state or relocate them back into rural positions and get them working on farms. This went as far as to the point where he started killing people off who wore glasses or spoke a second language as he viewed them as intellectuals and therefore viewed them as a potential threat against his regime. And so he just killed them off. It's a horrible, horrible time. And the way that they killed off people as well is, to be honest, even worse. Um, because what they did, they didn't have enough bullets or enough money to buy enough bullets in order to, to shoot people. And so lots of people were just beaten to death um, and buried in mass graves. I know there's one grave where they found 17,000 people and they killed children in front of their parents. It was a truly disgusting genocide. Um, and they have iconic places that you can now go and visit, like the Killing Fields mm. by Phnom Penh, where you can go and see one of these sites where they tortured and killed everyone from babies, infants, up to old men and ladies. I mean, it was a truly disgusting thing. Luckily, the world became quickly aware of this. And in 1979, the Vietnamese resistance forces moved in and took hold of Cambodia. And they held on to it and they put an end to the genocide that occurred there. But um, millions of people had either left the country, evacuated or being killed. And anyone with any wealth at all had left. And so that's why you now have all these incredible old mansions that have been essentially left to rot. It kind of reminds me of a Chernobyl type effect. And you can go and walk around them. And in some places, they even offer tours of different Cambodian mansions that have just been left to rot. Yeah. Have you actually been to the Killing Fields? I've been to the Killing Fields and it's um, it's it's horrible. There's, um, there's no other way to describe it. It's fascinating. It's absolutely fascinating, but it's just, um, it gives you chills just being there. Yeah. And I remember our tour guide was saying that even now that they're finding new bodies, and if you look in the ground, sometimes, particularly after storms, there's new bones that they found um, that are literally protruding from the ground. That's crazy. Because I didn't make it to the Killing Fields, but I heard that you first need to go to the Twelfth Lang Genocide Museum. I'm not, I'm not sure if I pronounced yeah, it correctly. No, yeah. But it is actually a former school that people were imprisoned in. And you can actually see like the torture instruments and all of that kind of things. And you just basically walk through the school with headphones and they are telling you in all of the different rooms about what happened there and about the people that got imprisoned there. And it really touched me. And I, I can't even find the words to describe what it did to me because it was, it was like you literally could feel the energy that was around you there. And the reason why I didn't make it to the killing fields was because that was the end of our trip together in uh, Cambodia. And on that day where I went to that school, I was going to leave to, oh, I was leaving to 
Laos. So that was the stop that I wanted to do first. So it was just like, it was, I don't even have words to describe it because it was like literally they were like the rooms where like lots of people stayed. It was like kind of really, really small wooden cabins that are even smaller than a single bed and they slept there without being on a mattress or whatsoever and then they got tortured in a massive room where they would like kind of sprinkle water on them and like a massive foot chain would go over them and I will never forget that there was an Australian guy who was talking about his brother who was I think signing this the word and he was studying in Cambodia and he got imprisoned by that regime as well and they thought that he was a spy from I don't know FBI CIA or whatsoever and he used kind of that kind of codes or something like that to actually tell his mom his family that he loves them and it, it was it was like mind-blowing and I still got goosebumps just thinking about it and it it is so sad that things like this ever happened in this world and that so many people died because of all of this and there's actually a movie that I can really recommend I think it's a Netflix production it's called first I killed my father and it was but directed by um, Angelina Jolie it's kind of a biographical historical thriller and it is written by Angelina Jolie and I think her name is Long Ong. I'm not sure if I pronounce it correctly, but it's actually based on her memoir. So she actually was a child when all of this happened and it's actually her story and it's very breathtaking. And it's actually in the Kim language, so in the Cambodian language and I watch it with an English subtitle if you guys haven't watched it yet I can highly really recommend you to watch this movie it is not for someone who's like very emotional can deal with things like that because it's actually based on a real story so yeah better watch out if you want to watch it but it's so so good I think it's even one of the best movies I watched in the past year so I can highly recommend it and what's the name of this movie again first they killed my father it's the same name right. of the book but I also want to highlight the fact that other than this awful period in time the Cambodia is this incredible country it's beautiful uh, it's I think one of my favorite countries I've ever visited although we've almost painted it in a dark light in this episode so far I think it's safe to say that it's one of the most incredible countries you can go and Absolutely. visit because it does have this incredibly rich history and um, which spans over thousands of years as well as having some dark pieces that you can study and learn more about. There's also this other side to Cambodia. They have incredible food. And they have this incredible community. And the way the whole country runs is really not like any other country I've been to. I mean, some of their road safety, for example, is awful. I heard there's some people who don't even have licenses to take bikes <laughs> out. Um, but, but other than that, and even going round, like I said, you can go round and visit any of these different places. They're very honest and open yeah, about are. their history. And the whole country just wants to move on and continue to grow, which is the best way that you can look at it. Yeah. 
the the people are they're just so friendly and so amazing so helpful and it's just like such great country to visit and like both of us i think can highly recommend you to go there but this is what it's like traveling is about getting to know a different country which also means the history but obviously today cambodia is completely self to travel and you can have heaps of fun well not not today today no, not but no, you can't go to can't go yeah, right now yeah maybe if they're <laughs> listening to this episode in three months from now or five you can go there and then it is pretty safe to travel there and people are very welcoming and yeah you can have a lot of fun we had a lot of fun there too like especially on this island where we stayed longer than we planned on staying um it is just like so amazing and also in Phnom Penh we had so much fun we celebrated one of our other friends birthday there and that was actually where like we were talking or I was actually talking about banana shirts that last episode and it was that time where I made everyone wear a fruit shirt and I think Taryn said that last episode that everyone knew that we were a group because they were just pointing in one direction because it was the fruit crew. And you had a banana shirt as well that you lost apparently. But it is just like such a fun place to be. Um, We had just a great time. Just It was just like so amazing. I can't even put it into words because I never met a similar group of people like the group we had afterwards. We were just like all... We got along so well together and it's not something that you can even describe because traveling is all about like when you have a nine to five job, it takes like months to really get (laughs) to know someone. And then when you travel, you just meet someone for the first day in your life and then you just talk about him with that person at the end of the day about like the reason of life or whatsoever. And this is just like the amazing part of it. And I think... In this country in particular, the group that we were, we were all so similar and like most of us are still in contact and just like inspiring and we are talking to each other, planning things in the future together. And it's just like so amazing. And I mean, we were probably recommended a thousand times from now, um, but like traveling is going to change your life to the better, 100%. I see. I feel like this is one of the huge things that's never mentioned about traveling as well. And this is going to bring me on to our next sort of topic, I suppose. But everyone, I think, is afraid to go traveling if they've never been because no one wants to go by themselves. Everyone always feels that they have to go with friends and they don't want to be alone. And when you watch things like YouTube videos, quite often when you see travelers, they're going alone unless they've gone with their group of friends. But actually, that's not the best way to do it, because when you go out, you meet people. Whenever I speak to one of my friends who don't travel and I say, you should go traveling, they say, yeah, but I don't want to go out by myself. And I was like, you won't be by yourself for more than a day on your first day, especially if you go and stay in a hostel and no one in YouTube videos or any of the ones I've seen anyway stays in hostels. And if they do, they never focus on the fact that hostel is one of the most social places on earth. You will meet people from every different corner of the globe and you will speak and you will become friends as if you've been friends for years within a day. And I think it's so overlooked but such a massive, massive feature of traveling and the whole lifestyle involved in it because you go out and you will have best friends that you will continue to speak to for the rest of your life. 
Hannah and I went out and met each other again in Amsterdam the other day. I went out with a different friend called Molly and we've traveled around, I think, 12 different countries over four years now. Half by chance and half where we've just gone, hey, do you want to go traveling? And you always have someone who's going to go traveling with you again. It's amazing. I, you need to go traveling. Just go traveling. Basically, if there's one thing to take away from this, we really like traveling. 100%. But I do think YouTube videos should do more to promote hostels in particular. Because, for example, Cambodia, you can stay for £3, which is $4, in a nice hostel with a clean bed where no one's died well, <laughs> well, they just have sex when you want to sleep so that is a big thing that i will not lie that has been a thing I th- <laughs> but we're promoting <laughs> hostels but that's obviously that no one has ever had sex in a hostel mm, ever just ignore, ignore it. it won't happen to you <laughs> it probably won't the worst oh if we're going to talk about the bad side obviously there's a good sign the better i went well to, if you're the person we having in, sex that's a good sign yeah yeah that's true <laughs> And so when I went to Vietnam, there's a place called Castaway Island where basically go and stay on an island and party, um, I think. And I'd love to say it's a cultural experience. It's one of, you know, it's really enlightening. You learn about the history. Yeah, and you of don't, course. You go I've party. never went there, but I met and, enough yeah. Brits to know what it is about. <laughs> and you go to this island as an escape, I suppose, <laughs> for a weekend away from everything else. And I got up really early one morning. I think I was up for probably sunrise because oh. that's what I do. Um, yeah, sure. You probably didn't went to and, bed. But I don't but know why I was actually, up, but I got up at Taryn's explanation of, like, I just never went to bed. No, no. This time I had I gone to bed. And I think I'd just woken up early because... We were staying in this hut where basically you wake up and the sun is in your room. You're overlooking the ocean, so it's amazing. But at the same time, if you want to sleep in, it's just not the place. But I woke up and I went downstairs and I saw this other guy who looked miserable. He looked shell-shocked. He looked like he had PTSD. And I wrote to him, I was like, are you okay? And he went, the bloke in the bed above me pissed the bed last night. And I was like, no. He's like, it dripped on my head. And I was like, No! oh my can you imagine and he was said it so calmly i can't even put it into it i was just (laughs) i couldn't stop laughing it was the most awful experience i've ever heard of and i just thought yeah no fair enough i probably what was your point again recommending people to stay in a hostel that was not a good way Don't of explanation. Stay on it. The bottom bunk. Explaining it. Don't stay on the bottom bunk. No, go to a hostel, stay on top bunk. <laughs> <laughs> Be prepared for anything. <laughs> Failure to prepare is preparation. But besides that, staying in a hostel is quite cool. And uh, yeah, just yeah, a yeah. lot of influencers just not talking about it at all. And when do you think it's like that well i suppose you must have some because you have some of the you i think there's two types of influencer there's the this is how you survive on 50p a day influencer and then you have like the couples and they never stay in hostels because i suppose they want to promote their luxury lifestyle um and people don't view hostels as luxury but i've stayed in hostels that are actually better than hotels i've stayed in in england Um, actually in london the hostel was way better than the hotel probably because it costs the same price as a hotel london hostels are like 20 30 pound a night sometimes it's mad but then um but i'm sure some but then even the ones who stay 
because the ones who stay for 50p a day, they choose the cheapest hostels, so they never choose the good hostels. Whereas, see, what I look for in a hostel is, number one, is and above all, this is above everything else, the atmosphere. You want to go to a social yeah. hostel, um, and I think there's nothing more important. I will happily sleep in a hostel which is slightly further out if it has an amazing atmosphere and you have lots of people and you're going to meet people in your first hour there. I think that's by far, and I'll happily spend a few extra pounds because that's what it comes to. The difference between the most basic hostel in the world and a good hostel is normally about two to three pounds, three to four dollars. It's really minimalistic, but it will make all the difference. What do you look for, Hannah? Well, obviously, good rates on Hostelworld or whatever app, Agoda, whatever app I'm using. Hashtag promotion. <laughs> Let's just mention booking.com as well, um, just for the record. <laughs> and yeah, mostly, obviously, good rates. Then it is important to me as well that you can party, but then as well that maybe you can stay as well in an area that is quiet just in case you're not in the mood which rarely happens but still it can happen and then as well <laughs> if there's breakfast included because i always look for the house if there is breakfast included do yeah. you oh nice no, oh, i can't yeah, because, no, like, because you never make it for breakfast i know but if there's breakfast, it can just be cereals on toast. It needs to be something special or something that I can actually eat. Yeah, but that's what it is. Continental breakfast isn't breakfast. But like a smoothie bowl or something like be... that or something special. But then not a lot of hostels have that in Southeast Asia. But if there is a hostel where it's included, I'm in. And if the partying part is acceptable as well. That And the only other thing is cleanliness. No one wants to stay in yeah. a hostel bed. Yeah, exactly. Bugs. So if someone in their last month said, oh, they are bad bugs, I'm out. I'm not going there. That's, yeah, yeah. Um, for those who are new to traveling, if anyone is thinking about it, the best way to find the best hostels is to literally ask other travelers yeah, where they've stayed. Exactly. Research your first hostel. That's really the only one you need to research because chances are you'll meet people and then you'll want to stay where they stay or they'll yeah. stay where you stay and you can find hostels together. Someone will always know. But once you get out there, ask people where they've stayed. Ask them if they enjoyed it. Did it have a good social life? Was it in a nice location? And it's also very it. good because on one of the websites that I mentioned already, it is that as well, if there are like some kind of parties or things going on during the night, maybe a pop call or whatsoever. And if that so guys, it's really a good opportunity to get to know new people and then you can start talking to them and you can just even book like for one or two nights, even if you travel through Europe, just book maybe, I don't know, if you go to Portugal and going to stay in Lisbon for a while and you just book the first one or two nights in a particular hostel that you think is fun and then you just get to know the people and try to figure out uh, what they are doing or if they have stayed in a hostel before in this area and then you can I don't know make up your mind if you want to maybe change or maybe just continue traveling with a group of people that you get to know because the kind of traveling that we're doing is all about being spontaneous so it's basically you don't have a particular plan like you roughly know what you want to do like for example going to Anchorboard, going to Phnom Penh, mm. going to that island, and then you're just going to meet different kind of people that you 
kind of want to spend time with and travel with and then it it just happens and you just go with the flow that's i think the best thing that you can recommend people to do just go with the flow yeah i think that's pretty much the best yeah but we are moving towards the end of this episode and so before we go we want to address a few things from our first episode yeah, last so week. you might remember guys when i tried to put up this new category but i was asking taryn about a song i guess that was forbidden in england well guess what i wasn't entirely wrong but it was actually kind <laughs> of illegal in the whole world because it was the song happy birthday and i think i thought the queen didn't like it or whatsoever and didn't want it to people to play it but actually don't play it but it was actually owned by warner couple music and the court invalidated warner couple's music claimed to copyright that happy birthday song i think in september 2015 so it became a public domain afterwards, but it wasn't just England. I'm sorry about that. England, it was her word. So, you know, it was copyrighted until 2015. But even the fact that it was copyrighted until 2015, which is actually just six years ago, is like kind of mind blowing. The other thing was that I said, I know who you are, the last episode, and I know it. I'm Taryn. I'm Taryn too. Taryn too. <laughs> Taryn too. <laughs> uh, yeah, but I surely wanted to address what I was talking about. Do you know okay. when people like, because he actually doesn't know what I'm going to say. Do you know if people are saying something like, oh, you'd remind me of this, you remind me of that, or people like explaining how the character of a person by comparing it to something. Yeah. Right. So people might don't know you. <laughs> there might be some friends of yours that are actually listening to that podcast but to those of you <laughs> yeah, I highly doubt that to those of you who don't know Taryn so I was thinking I think it was on my way to work I don't know it was Brad Pitt wasn't it <laughs> yeah, sure <laughs> George Clooney <laughs> yeah sure um but no so, oh gosh <laughs> you're thinking of Brad Pitt and George Clooney they don't have anything common with... They're the ones I normally get. Oh, is it no, Robert Pattinson? <laughs> it must. Are you sure it's not Robert Pattinson? Look up Robert Pattinson and make sure it's well, not. Him. I'm pretty sure it's not Robert Pattinson. It's Tom Cruise. <laughs> Why do I feel like I'm not going to enjoy no, this segment? Quite cute. <laughs> well, I wasn't thinking of people actually. <laughs> So what I was thinking about actually was like because how can you describe Taryn best? Well, I feel like David Beckham. What? <laughs> In your dreams, King Louis from the Jungle Book. <laughs> wow. Not just, but like, make fine because not just King Louis from the Jungle Book, but it's just like the particular part of King Louis, like the really not entirely smart part, but the one that is very curious about how to make a fire. And I think if I think about wow, how to get, let me finish wow. how to describe you best, you are a curious person and the fire is just like maybe traveling, experiencing new wow. things and stuff like that. But you are just not King Lurie at all. You just don't characterize that ape. <laughs> 
just entirely. It is just like one quarter of you because I feel as well that you're a little bit like the blue, the bear from the Jungle Book as well. So you just like chill wow. and you just go with the flow and stuff like that. But this is just also one quarter of you because I feel like. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. Um, so, so far I've got a. A monkey, or oh, he's well, it's not even a monkey, is it? It's, it's like actually an orangutan. Okay, an orangutan. So I'm in a mix between a, an orangutan and a fictional bear. Well, ladies and gentlemen, thank you for listening to the last Pam Y podcast. <laughs> well, I'm not finished yet because the other two characters oh, consist of a hippo because right. you're very protective and they are more dangerous than. We're not serious or whatever they are called and other animals. Okay. So I'm a date I'm a da- I'm a dangerous protective. Well, no, they are cute, <laughs> but they are really protective about the I was just going to say about the people, but in your case the people, but about um their family or their children. And I think that's the case with you as well. You are very protective about the people that you care about as well and you would do a lot for them. And the last quarter that actually actually describes you is a dolphin because you want to be free and just swim around in the ocean. I mean, you are working on a cruise ship. So, yeah, I think this is the four quarters of your personality where animals people can relate to that would describe you perfectly. I am so offended (laughs) on so many levels. Also, dolphins (laughs) have a very active sexual life. Thank you so much. (laughs) you're welcome all right well (laughs) ladies and gentlemen thank you so much for listening today this has been everything for plan y podcast my my name is of course taryn my name is anna thanks anna yeah (laughs) so taryn yeah we'll expect us in the next episode can you give us a teaser uh well first of all we're going to find out who Hannah looks like. I already know. And then next time we're talking about Vietnam. Well, you will maybe. see. You will figure out if you could just go and just stick to this podcast because this is like actually what you're looking for in your life. Uh, also, no. do you know what I was actually thinking about when you were talking about Siem Reap and I think about a hostel in Siem Reap? No, you were talking about your friend that you met in Siem Reap who didn't make it to the anchor what and you know what i was thinking of while you were telling me about this story one of my close friends because i stayed in this particular hostel and i made an instagram story in this hostel my friend one of my best friends replied to me (laughs) she was like oh i stayed in this hostel as well i actually had sex in the toilet on the upper floor you should go there as well and have sex there and i was like no i'm not going to do that we are a classy podcast (laughs) oh this literally sounds like a backpacking travel podcast (laughs) (laughs) well i suppose it's good at least it's worst places having sex in a hostel where's the worst place where's the worst place you've ever had sex in a hostel i'm the best find out next time yeah. on plan y podcast <laughs> thank you everyone for listening and we'll we see love you, you next time